Okay, good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you for tuning in to Don't Suffer in Silence. Yes, Don't Suffer in Silence Hills with Damien, Christopher, and Andy. We are your hosts. We're just so grateful and glad that you're here. I just realized that this episode that I'm creating or that I'm releasing today, it was made over a year ago. So it's going to be several episodes that, I'm, that I'll be releasing in the next couple of three, three or four months that were made over a year ago having to do with a neighbor of mine named Michael. So again, <laughs> forgive me, but I don't think that's a good thing or a bad thing. But anyway, so... On today's show, we're going to be discussing a neighbor that I have, or that I had. Um, it's holiday season, and in the month of December, when his mom passed away. Cool. Let's jump into this. All right, all right. I'm going to try to just jump into this really quickly. Um, so, like, uh, I began this podcast radio show four years ago. And the first episode, maybe the first, uh, one of the first ten episodes was about my mom and her dying on Christmas. And, you know... Her birthday, I'm sorry, my mom did not die on Christmas. Her birthday is on Christmas, but uh, she died August 13th, I think, 2013, or August 14th, 2013, I'm not sure, but her birthday is on Christmas. So I met Michael, um, I think yesterday, the day before, and we are talking, and like, you know, I noticed, you know, he kind of puts his head down, and I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking and praying, I'm like, I, I'm hoping, uh, I'm like, I'm, I'm hoping that this guy doesn't just dump, you know, some heavy, sad news, just, you know, you know, you meet people, you know, they, they don't make eye contact. They don't, uh, you know, put their cell phone away. And you're trying to just say, hey, how are you doing? How was your day? Just basic, you know, small talk. But he's like, well, listen, man, this is going to be the first year, uh, you know, that me and my family are going to celebrate, you know, with my mom not being here. Now, Michael, is he's 56 years old, 57 years old. So I'm thinking, I'm like, man, this is not what I want to hear. Yeah, I, I know. <clears throat> man, you're like, man, Damon, you sure are insensitive. But I'm, but I'm, like, I'm like, I'm just being honest. Like, like there, there's something you just don't want to hear. But I'm, I'm realizing, um, you know, like I've crossed paths with Michael in the past, and I didn't really think anything of it. But I always say, hey man, just place one foot in front of the other. Like just, just, just take your time. Um, <laughs> I always say, hey, you know, don't chew gum and walk at the same time. Like just, just chew gum. Meaning, like just, just do the next thing that's in front of you. So. Um, so again, you know, I know that you're like, man, Damon, you know, your podcast is always talking about grief and dying and sadness. And I'm like, listen, this topic is not about that. Uh, this topic is about wh- wherever you are, it's, it's where you're supposed to be. Like, I, right, you're right on schedule. Uh, my mentor, Ken, would tell me this over and over and over. He's like, man, Damon, you're, you're, right, you're, right, on, you're right on schedule. So like, um, so I apply that principle to Michael. And as I listened to him, uh, I, I didn't say anything about my mom. That's number one. Um, I, I, my mom, I didn't talk about my mom at all. I, I just listened to him talk about his mom. I asked him questions about, you know, what, what kind of woman she was, like, where did she live? Um, um, you know, what, what, what type of cancer was it? How, how long was she in the hospital? Um, you know, what, what, was she on chemotherapy? Just these basic questions, right? <clears throat> and I, I kind of, I kind of allowed, allowed him to have an emotional breath. Now, again, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and like, in, in, you know, and sugarcoat like, oh man, this is this is dope. This is exactly exactly what you know exactly what I want to hear on a Tuesday. I think it was a Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday evening. It wasn't, but I'm thinking, wait a minute. You know, um, I've received benefit, and I, I've received and benefited from other people comforting me uh, during my loss, and I put myself in a position to to receive comfort and support from other grieving members in my in my small group, in my uh, counseling sessions, in my um, you know meetups. And I'm, like, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, well, I, I have this knowledge and this information. Let me share it with him. But more so, for starters, you know, let me just be quiet and listen. So I, as I reflected back on the times that I've crossed paths with him, I'm like, I'm like this makes sense to well, why I've been telling him now, uh, well, well, then and now to, hey, just, just slow down, take one step at a time, you know, just, just, do, the, just do the next thing that's in front of you. Don't, don't worry about tomorrow or next year or next month. Just, just, just do what's best for you now. And it's interesting <clears throat> when you think about um, spending a first holiday uh, with a parent not being there. Um, uh, it's 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 hard to. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I really can't articulate if, if that's something that you. Yes, yes, you listening right where you are. If you've experienced it, or if you may experience it, or if you have, if you know a friend or a member or a coworker uh, who's experienced it, it's it's super. I'm not going to say unpleasant, but it's something that's hard to, man, it's hard to put into words. Like, I really can't remember uh, myself. Uh, the Christmas after my mom died, uh, I, I kept myself busy. And I think this is also something that we do. 
uh, Michael is doing as well. He's keeping himself very, very busy at work, which which is normal, which is common. Uh, but of course, you know, we all know that work is going to slow down. Work work will stall at times, and um, you got to be mindful of that. But all that is said was what to say about this was uh, just the main thing is that that you are where you're supposed to be. Like the people or the person, people who are entering your life, uh, you're entering their lives. Um, it's very difficult <clears throat> uh, because I really can't relate to Michael. Now you're like, okay, damn, your mom is dead. His mom is dead. Do you should be able to relate? I'm like, no, I can't because I'm not 56 years old. My mom died, you know, around when I was probably age 30. 28, 29, 30, so I was much younger. Uh, but I couldn't imagine being in my in my 56, in my late 50s, mid-50s, and thinking about, okay, well, this 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 person is long, you know, no, no longer here. And so Michael has a lot of anger inside of him. So the goal is, is something that I, that I always mention on my, on my podcast show time and time and time again. Uh, it's every experience, every situation has, has a beginning, middle, and an end. Now, now, Michael doesn't know this because, like I said, he's right in the middle. He's right in the middle of, of the beginning, or he's in the beginning of the, of the beginning. He's in the beginning. He's in the middle of the beginning. He's in the, he's in the beginning of the beginning of his first holiday season. You know, with without his mom being here, and then and then he was forced to move right uh, uh, in a place he had been for like the last three years. So when you talk about you know transition and and pivoting and and um, you know being uncomfortable, and then you have a death of a loved one. It's like crap, man. Like, like what's next? Right. So and, and you're just trying to uh, it's like you're, you're in quicksand and you're trying to grab a hold to a branch or uh, some some solid footing. Right. So you can anchor yourself. And that I can relate to. I do recall whenever my mom died, I was just trying to grasp like the air, the whim. I'm just trying to grasp some type of solid footing so I can, so I can get a grip of something. And and it took forever, it seemed like, right? Um, like I said, a job, work slows down, relationship ends, you know, your kids don't want to see you, maybe you're not close to your kids, you know, you, you, whatever, whatever your situation may be, uh, which which that's kind of Michael's situation. You know, all, all families aren't perfect, but you can tell like he's just trying to grab for air. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, man, just take a deep breath and staying calm. And uh, and staying calm is your best friend. Now, again, this, this is not about fixing people. This is not about you being everything to everyone. This is about when you enter this person's presence or they enter yours, you, you just create a safe atmosphere. And that's all that I do. But um, it, it's it's funny to me, not his situation, but it's funny to me that um, that when you think about Christmas and your mother being or or your loved one being gone, and then you, you 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 reflect on the the first fifty five years you spent Christmas, or your first ten years of Christmas, or I'm not sure what your age is right now as, you, as you're listening. You could be twenty six, twenty seven years old. You could be eighteen. Uh, you could be thirty four. You could be fifty four. But you know, uh, or you could be forty four. Um, but once that person dies, you, you start reflecting on the on the previous years of Christmas and how you spent right and what you were doing and what you wish you could have been doing. And so I, I thought about that, and I, I've been thinking about that with Michael. And I'm like, dang, you know, I'm like, dang, like, how did I spend my Christmases? Um, like, what what would I have done differently now now that she's gone? So again, this is going to be a process. Uh, this topic is that I'm addressing. This is not going to be like a, a a hit and miss topic with Michael and with you as well. But for me, having having a parent <laughs> being born on Christmas. I did share that one thing with Michael. I said, hey, man, my mom was born on Christmas Day. He's like, well, my daughter was too. So Michael and I, Michael and I have a lot of good things in common. But at the same time, we have this, this loss and this death in common as well. But for me, now that I'm, that I'm on the other side and, I, and, I've, and I've crossed that bridge and I, I've, I've gone through that dark season, which took about eight years, for me personally, uh, it will vary from person to person. Uh, I'm able to look back now. And I mean, I'm, I'm also able to, to reach back and bring someone else along with me. But again, not by force and not by co- not by co- coercion. You want to help people. You want to fix people. You want to encourage people. That is not my job. That is not your job. But it is our responsibility to to, again, create a safe atmosphere, uh, um, be, be a safe listening ear. Right. To, to, to not fix, but be supportive. <clears throat> 
So, uh, but yeah, <laughs> it's crazy how these things come full circle. Cause I, I never imagined, like, like I said, my first few episodes about my mom, her not being, her being born on Christmas Day, and then her dying. Four years later, like this story would come full circle, right? But it's not with me this time, but it's with a neighbor of mine named Michael, a guy that I've come into contact with off and on, uh, and now he's he's enduring the holiday seasons without his mother. So again. Um, I'm going to try to just, just go through this topic and just flow it, try to make it flow as best I can. But again, the holidays are rough, are tough. Uh, you, don't want to, you don't want to suffer in silence. Uh, that's one thing that I tell myself. I, I'll tell you, don't suffer in silence. Reach out, knock on, knock on a neighbor's door, ask for help, call a loved one, call a coworker. Someone wants to be available to you. Someone wants to be there. Allow them to be. And, you know, in order for, you know, you to allow that person to be there, uh, it, it's, it's, it's a tricky thing. I was just thinking about, you know, Michael and my interactions with him. But like oftentimes, like we'll, 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 we'll look at our lives and compare it to you know, the person's life across the pond. Right. And, oh, man, if, if my life was like this and if my life was like that. And I, I think this is a difficult thing. <laughs> like, it's very difficult like to look at your life and find the, the good, the good stuff that's in it. Now, you may, again, um, have maybe buried a, a loved one, buried a parent, buried, buried a child, you know, buried your pet, lost a dog, going through a job transition. I don't know, but what I'm simply saying is, like, be careful not to compare your life to others and, and to want what they have and not want what you have. This is very tricky. And I do mean tricky. Cause I fall into this, like, for, like, 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 for, like, segments, of time, and I kind of, I, I gotta snap out of it. I'm like, dude, man, you've got some really good crap in your life. You're healthy. You got electricity. You got a roof. You have a business. Uh, you're, you're building relationships. You know, you, you know all your neighbors by name. <laughs> you know, but like, like I said, like we, we we fall into this thing where we're comparing our lives to others. And I, I did it with Michael. I I did it 100. I'm doing it right now with Michael. I I caught myself doing it today. I'm like, I'm like, thank God. I hate to even say this, but I'm like, I thank God that that my mom's already dead. That I I don't gotta bury her. I don't gotta go through her her, her cancerous process today in, in 2022, 2023. I'm like, I thank God that I already went through that process eight, 13 years ago. It was like, oh man, it's such a sigh of relief. And you're like, man, Damien, that sure sounds selfish. That sure sounds harsh. And I'm like, listen, uh, I'm being transparent. I'm being completely honest right now. Um, if if you know someone, and if you are that person going through this through that type of situation this holiday season the holidays are tough man i mean they're hard they're so freaking hard they're hard enough and i'm I'm listening to michael and i'm i'm, I'm seeing him everybody I'm, I'm hanging out with him and he's a really funny guy he's super funny but there's a sadness to his eyes and i caught myself comparing i'm like man you know you know, like I, I would not want to be in those shoes. I would not want to be in that position. I would not want to be. And, and we got to be careful. Like we got to be careful because you are where you are and you're, you're right where you're, you're right where you're, you're right where you're supposed to be. Like you right now are right where you're meant to be. You're listening where you're meant to be listening. You're hearing where you're meant to be hearing. And it's difficult because going through that, as I'm going through with Michael indirectly, it's like, a, it's like I'm still going through it, but not physically. Or emotionally, but there is a connection to because again, you know, we, we both have mothers, and it's Christmas, and both of our moms are dead. It just sort of happens that mine happened, like I said, 20, 2013, 2014, and his happened in, in twenty twenty two. So this is his first. This is his first holiday. So again, how I mentioned before, how I mentioned, you know, the idea is to stay busy, 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 go, 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 doing, 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 and again, you know, that's that's a ploy that we all do. But um, I start out by saying, you know, be careful comparing yourself or comparing what you're going through to someone else. Don't do that. It's, it's, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. It's going to happen even without your knowing. Like you're going to look up and look around and take your eyes off of, of, of what you have and the good that you have. And you're going to look at this person across the pond and be like, man, I wish I had what they had. Or I wish, you know, I, I, I wish I, I, could, I could change or exchange with him or her for a day. So I had a small story. Uh, <laughs> I had a small story back in high school, man. I had a, had a, had a buddy of my name named Trent Thomason. I'm going to say his name. Trent Thomas. He's a white guy. Uh, he had two parents. 
great grandparents, great uncle. He had a beautiful, full family. And I came from a family that was divorced. So, um, and he and he and I each wanted each other's lives. Like, like well, <laughs> he didn't want my life. <laughs> That's for sure. But he he wanted my, you know, my athletic talent, my abilities, my gifts in sports. But he didn't know that I was, I was playing sports. I wasn't playing sports for fun. I, I wasn't playing sports because I enjoyed it. I, I was playing sports because I didn't want to get in trouble. Like I I I, I didn't want to be in trouble. I don't want to be exposed to trouble. I don't want to be around trouble. So I play sports to get myself an, an, an avenue or a different circle of, a circle of friends. Because I knew if I wasn't playing sports, you know, there was just drinking, you know, breaking into stuff, drugs, uh, idle, just laziness. And I was like, man, you know, I can't do that. So I met Trent my junior and senior year in high school. And, and you know, he and I became, you know, buddies, hangout buddies. But he would always tell me, he's like, man, you have this gift. And you have this gift, and I wish I had it. Now I'm thinking, hey, idiot, you know, you have a great family. <laughs> you got mom and dad. You got grandparents. You got a loving uh, uh, aunts and uncles. You, you have a home. Like, like, dude, like, what are you complaining about? You have a car, and you're 16 years old. So so he he would always, like, I wish I had this that, that you have, and I, I wish I had that that you have. And I, I wish I, I wish it would just, I'm like, dude, like, you're killing me, bro. I'm like, like, want what you have. Like, like want your life. And um, I never told him that, but I was thinking, I was like, man, you know, I, I want your life. So that, that's what I'm telling you right now, right, right where you are. You're going to find yourself doing that and comparing. And I would say halt, like quiet the mind, tell your mind to shut up. Like I, I, this is my life and my, my life is good, right? It may not feel good. It may not seem good. You may not see any results, but your life is good. You, you have some good stuff in your life. And there are people out there who would trade their life to have your life for even half a day, for even a full day, for even, hell, 12 hours, right? But, but, but again, whenever you're so close to it, just like Trent was, Trent was, Trent was probably five, <laughs> he was probably five, six, you know, a buck 45. Dude had no athletic talent, no athletic ability, zero. And I was probably five, five, 10, five, 11. I was quarterback. I was like 165 pounds, just, just, just built like, I was built like a freaking God. And he wasn't, he was academia. He was smart. He had a beautiful smile. I like his mother. He was just not talented athletically. And he always wanted that. I'm like, dude, dude, want your life. Like want what you have. And I had to catch myself towards like my freshman year in college because he and I went, 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 went separate ways in college and in life, you know, cause we were searching for different things. But I, I tell you that story to tell you that 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 right where you are in the shoes that you're sitting, you're meant to be in the shoes that you're sitting in. There's something that only you can do. There's something that only you can do, that only you can offer to the world, and uh, the only you can give to the world the way you can give it and the way you can do it. And it's up to you to figure that out. It's up to you to just like Michael right now, who's going through this Christmas season, you know, with his mom for the first time. It's, it's up to him to figure out, hey, how do I navigate? Uh, and I'm still responsible, like for myself. Right in this time of year. So, so again, this is December twenty twenty first. So, like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to continue this countdown till December twenty fifth. Maybe the New Year's with Michael, kind of keep you, you know, posted from day to day of how things are going with him and and how I'm interacting with him as well. Because, like I said, I I literally just fell into that moment of just kind of comparing and like I'm like, oh man, thank God that I'm not having to suffer like a loss of a loved one. So. And again, if, if that offends you, or make, makes you angry or hurt, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not, that's not my intent. That, that, that is a very selfish thought. But I'm just being transparent. Like, uh, having gone down that road that Michael's going down, I'm like, I'm like man, I'm like, I, I would not want to be in his shoes. So I'm thankful that I get to be around him, laugh with him, spend time with him, see him you know, once a week or twice a week. But at the same time, you know, um, I'm just being transparent. And, and that's what my show is about. It's about being transparent. It's about being aware of how you feel and what you're feeling and what you're going through. Period. Okay, so it's Friday, December 23rd. Uh, literally, I forgot what day it was. Uh, I'm not sure if that's kind of an old age thing or not paying attention. Anyway, so uh, had some interaction with Michael. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I tried to avoid Michael yesterday because I really... Do not feel like talking, right? And 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 don't don't shame me, don't bash me. You've done that before too. You know what I'm saying? So like initially, I avoided him, didn't talk to him. I just I just kept him about my day. Well, it turned out around 11 p.m. You know, kind of came outside. He was out there, you know, working on his truck, getting getting out tools. I'm like, ah, man, let me 
go out there and give him a hand. So it turns out, um, man, Michael's been through a lot. Uh, he's from Kansas, been in Texas for the last 20 years, worked in a panhandle. And somehow we, we, we got on, we got on to, <laughs> to talking about our dogs, but uh, I, I had a, a chocolate Labrador. He had a, a black Labrador named Midnight. So turns out in 1997, man, uh, his wife Miranda was giving birth to his son, and his son died, and then his four-year-old daughter died, literally two days apart. And I'm like, listen, bro, this is some heavy stuff, like really, really heavy. Now, now, now remember, I'm, I'm trying to get to Christmas, right? I'm trying to, like, just let's just survive to Christmas, all right? Like, we, we got to get some laughter here, you know? So we finally got to tell some dog stories about, you know, our dogs. Again, you know, um, my chocolate Labrador, Name, name was Bruce. I had him. I, I, I lived with him for like 10 months in my truck. It was a great experience. Um, his dog, Midnight, uh, told some funny stories about that. But for some strange reason, it went back to the whole, you know, loss and grieving. So uh, his four-year-old daughter at the time was was sitting on a stool. And this does happen. It's quite common. She was sitting on a stool and fell down and bumped her, uh, bumped her head and injured her brain. You know, of course, go to the doctor. Doctor doesn't run the proper test. Somehow, her her diagnosis got 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 mixed up, and she was giving a diagnosis of just having a fever. Okay, comes home two hours later, she dies, and I'm like, man, Michael. So I'm I'm like, what year? <laughs> so I'm laughing at him, not mean to laugh at him. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, bro. What year was this again? Did you say 1997? I'm like 1997. So of course, um. Gets past the daughter. Uh, he didn't tell me his daughter's name. I was, I was, I was very grateful. So, so I said, okay, that's cool. Uh, but his son, who was a, um, a brand new son uh, in, his, in his wife's belly, once his four-year-old daughter died, um, uh, his wife, Miranda, was carrying the baby at that time. So once the four-year-old daughter died, obviously the, the, the stress and the anguish of losing her daughter uh, and the, and the, the disappointment, of course, you know, leads, led to her miscarrying, which is devastating. Um, his, his son, his, his, his birth blood son. So 1997, I'm thinking, okay, wait a minute. I, I gotta find something positive or something uplifting in my own mind just to grapple. Cause like I said, I, I began by trying to avoid having these serious talks. <laughs> you know, I'm like, can we, can we keep it light, man? So I'm thinking in 1997, what was I doing? I think I was in junior high, right? And my, my third oldest brother, Charles, was graduating high school. So that was a good year. I'm like, man, I, I had a lot of fun in 1997. So as he's talking to me, I'm laughing inside. I'm I'm laughing at him. I'm not laughing at what he's saying, right? Because we have these very very inappropriate times where we laugh at people, laugh at situations. But I was I was literally laughing at the year I had in '97. I had a, had a really good year. I I I was probably I think like I said I was in junior high, you know. And whenever you're in junior high, you ain't got a care in the world, you know. I'm, I'm thinking, man, Michael probably thinks I'm, I'm just this insane person. Why why are you laughing and smiling at me? And I just told you. <laughs> my son and my daughter died. And I was like, man, bro, I'm not laughing at you, man. I, I swear. I'm, I'm laughing because, like I said, that was a good year for me. Uh, but <laughs> we finally got past that awkwardness. And I, I explained to him, no, man, it's just 97 was a good year. And a brother in high school that I really looked up to. He was good at sports. Uh, he, he was pretty awesome. Uh, and I was I, I was a water boy. I was telling him, I was, I was a water boy, bro. I was a water boy. You know what I'm saying? On the football field, baby. It was a big deal. It was it was some exciting years. Like I said, I had no responsibility, and I had no had no cares. Right? hadn't had hadn't had sex. hadn't hadn't ever kissed a girl. But there was a situation that um, that my friend Jamal tried to hook me up with uh, some girl named uh, I think yeah her name was Jessica Mullins, and so oh Friday night was the football games, and of course you know I, I should have been on the field. Um, water boy. Well, during the halftime, you know, we, you know, back in the day, like, you know, meeting behind the bleachers was a big deal. So I'm telling Michael, <laughs> I'm telling Michael this story about, you know, this football game. And he's just looking at me like, you know, bro, 
I'll punch you, you know, but thank God he didn't punch me. So I'm telling Michael this story about, you know, during the halftime, the football game, you know, we had to meet behind the bleachers. And I, I, I was supposed to kiss Jessica Mullins. This is, like I said, this is 1997, the same year, like I said, his son is dying and his daughter's dying. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to schedule a kiss, a kiss with a girl for the first time, right? And I, I think we do kiss. I'm not, I'm not really sure, but I, I think she puts her tongue. It was just nasty. It was awful. Awful. She she puts her tongue in my mouth. I'm like, just, ugh, I just I just took off running, right, right. So I'm like, I'm I'm out of here. I'm out of here. So like so like that was my 1997 experience. It's just just you know you're in junior high, you're alive, you're well, you're having fun, you know. And my brother's on the field playing football. I finally run back around. Hey, where where were you? You should have been carrying water. You should have been helping loading gear. I'm like, man, dude, I was just I had this awful experience. <laughs> You know, with this girl, man, she was trying to kiss me. You know, I was like, what? You know, so I, I got past that with Michael. <laughs> and he started to, he started to kind of come, come out of his little, his moment, his little stupor, you know, started to kind of, kind of move around and be more light. And it uh, turns out that, that you know, my, Michael is a fighter. Like, like, Michael loves to fight. Well, he loved, my bad, past tense. He loved, he loved to fight back in the day. Fighting was his, like, <clears throat> fighting was his go-to. So, he tells a few stories about fighting, and I'm like, man, bro, and I'm still laughing, right? Because I'm still laughing and trying to make sure that 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 this, that this moment that he and he and I are having and are sharing, yeah, yeah, it could have went sour. It could have went could have spiraled into maybe sadness or depression or or feelings of you know shame or guilt, uh, especially with his son. Um, but I, I didn't I, I didn't I didn't give him a chance to kind of linger, right? <laughs> You know how you're telling the story or so and so and, and there's this awkward silence or, or, or your reaction to him or her is awkward, right? And and it, it it could definitely lead to like, okay, oh well, you know, I'm I'm gonna go now. <laughs> Have a good day, you know. And and we didn't do that. You know, like I said, we, we just stood there. We, 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 I'm sorry, we, we we came on the patio area in front of this door and talked, I and mean, it was like a few chairs. And um I was tempted. I was like, man, I really need to I, I, just, I just need to go. I don't, I don't need to be listening to this guy's story. And I, I definitely want to bring Michael on the podcast, but uh, he's he's kind of fidgety. <laughs> he talks in, in spurts, right? So, um, so like that, that awkward, awkward, awkward moment. It was so awkward, like just silence. And he was like kind of, tw- you know, twiddling his fingers. And I was like, dang, you know, like, like how do I? And yeah, I feel like you're gonna have moments like that during the holidays, right? With family, friends, neighbors, coworkers, whoever. And you're gonna like, okay, crap. Here's that moment. Like, and what the hell do I do with it? Like, I, ugh. So again, I, I just took my mind back to 1997. What was I doing? Where was I doing? Where was I at? Right? Like, who was I with? Um, and it was a great year. Now, 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 mind you, again, like our, my mom was alive in 1997. His mom was alive as well. He told me, hey man, um, once his, once his son died yeah he he had two other children right so his mom had to leave kansas and come down here to texas while he worked and helped take care of his son i'm um, sorry his his older two children so uh, i'll say his mom comes down and and i i use that moment to kind of like uh to to like to to drive like uh, the car of the conversation in a different direction about his mom. I was like, oh man, okay, so here's my opportunity. So he's like, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, you know, I had two older kids at that time, and my my mom came down. I was like, okay, great. So his mom comes down from Kansas. She helps take care of his other two kids who are older kids while he works. Uh, you know, of course, you know he 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 did um you know the the the, the what would he call it parent teacher day. He did packing lunch, but uh, the book of responsibility you know and his help and support. Came from came from his mom. I was like, oh man, this is great. I was like, oh, this is so good, right? And uh, it was great. I was like, okay, good, dude. So um, he worked. He's like, well, he's like, well, my my wife at the time, Miranda, <laughs> she kind of went on autopilot. I said, dude, if your oldest daughter just died, who's four, uh, well, she had, I think she had previous from a previous relationship. And then I said, dude, if your newborn baby dies, I said, dude, you would go on autopilot too, because <laughs> Michael was a drinker. Dude, constantly stay. I can see he's he's either fighting someone in the, in the bar, or getting drunk in his car, partying. Just wild man, right? He, my, my mom calls himself a, a wild man. So I said, look, bro, any any human being would go on autopilot. If your kid dies, 
then your other newborn baby just dies. You would go on autopilot too. He's like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. And he's like, well, he's like, he's like, he's, he's like, you know, whenever I remind her of those two years that she went on autopilot, he's like, man, she she doesn't remember. And I'm like, fool, you wouldn't remember either. You know, God, I mean, look at what she was going through. He's like, well, yeah, you kind of got a point. And I'm like, no, man, I don't have a point, man. Like this is, this is, this is, that, that, that's just traumatic, man. That That's beyond traumatic. That is life altering. So again, we, we create more laughter. We create more joy. He's, he's, he's high. He's coming up. And I was like, oh man, this is, this is what it's about, right? This is what it's about. So I'm going to continue on just breaking down day to day. Like I said, this is December 23rd, Friday. And this happened last night, and like I said, this this, this conversation lasted about two hours. It just, just it just kind of went from, and and there were awkward silences. This is this is another thing about communication, uh, and small talk. Um, there's, there's there's awkward silences that happen, that you're gonna have to weigh weighing through, and that's okay. Sometimes there's not anything to say. Like I I did not say a damn thing. I'm sorry, a darn thing, about his son dying. Like I don't have kids, man. I, I didn't give him a scripture. I didn't give him a hug. I didn't say, hey, how are you, Michael? I didn't say crap. I just like, <sighs> yeah, I mean, complete silence. He's telling me about, he, he mentioned he, he mentioned this story about his daughter falling, falling off of the stool, going to the doctor and having a brain issue, and then being misdiagnosed and having a fever. I didn't say a darn thing. Like, I you just... It's it's like what, what what do you call it like uh um fighting with the bull or or trying to keep the 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 eye of the bull's eye off of the clown I don't know whatever it's called right trying trying to keep the eye off the bull's eye something <clears throat> you're just trying to 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 guide the conversation away from that dark you know sad <clears throat> um <clears throat> like lonely dark place you you say okay crap that's heavy that's deep. I can't relate to that. Let's sit in it for a minute because, you know, every conversation, every feeling, every moment, every experience has a beginning, middle, and an end. I said, I'm thinking, okay, wait a minute. At 97, that was then. He's here now. So, uh, and, and as we transition, he goes into, yeah, man, uh, you know, um, kind, of, kind of my reaction to, to losing my two kids was, you know, I got drunk. Uh, I picked up uh, a lady of the night. You know, we were driving a hundred miles per hour. So, so like you know, at this time he's telling the story. We're laughing again. I'm like, okay, thank God, we're laughing again. So of course he gets pulled over. He has his dog in the back of the car. He has his woman who's not his wife in the car. Cop stops him to say, hey, you're going to take your ass to jail. You're going to jail because you're going a hundred miles per hour. You got a woman in the car who's not your wife, <clears throat> and like you know, and your dog is back there. You're going to jail. So he goes to jail, and he's forced. Uh, Michael says he, they, they tell him that he's forced to do 90 days, uh, uh, community service, AAA, change your life, get your, get your, you know, your, get your crap together, right? So uh, I'm just, so with Michael, I'm just guiding this conversation. Like I said, he's 56. So I'm, I'm just trying to guide these conversations into the uplifting, the, the, um, the, not just the positive, but things that are uplifting and inspiring. And it's very inspiring that, you know, after experiencing those two losses and then being jailed and then almost losing his brand new car, <clears throat> that's what got us attention. And then having to do 90 classes of AAA in 90 days, which was, this is back in, what, 1997, over 2000s. So, like, things were different back then, different roles, different strokes for different folks. But he completed it. And he didn't drink for eight years. So, yes, man, congratulations, right? Clap, 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 clap. That, that's awesome news. So, again, whenever you're, you're, you're dealing with people and you're conversing with people and you might avoid him or her sometimes, you're human, don't beat yourself up. You're not a bad person for, for avoiding conversations that you don't want to move, that you may not really be ready to have at that moment. <laughs> don't, don't, don't just, just be patient with yourself. Express mercy to yourself because these are heavy talks that I'm having with Michael that I really don't want to talk about or hear about. But again, you are where you are. You're meant to be where you are uh, as best as, as you can. Embrace it. Uh, <laughs> coming from me, just, just use my example. So we're going to continue forward. Cool. 
Well, okay, okay. Uh, today's Saturday, I think. Uh, Friday, Saturday. Anyway, it's Christmas Eve, December 24th, the day before Christmas. So, uh, <laughs> just casually bump into Michael doing laundry. And it's like, dang, bro. Like, you're doing laundry the day before Christmas. Like, you got to choose a better time. That's what I was thinking. But today's been a good day. Um, you know, he, he's been in good spirits, man. We hadn't really talked a lot. We just kind of, like I said, passing each other. Uh, and I just, I thought about, I'm like, man, you know, um, we are truly, truly conditioned people. Um, I, I don't know, not kind of just like I said, this is just a random thought, but like I said, I think we are very, very conditioned people. And, uh, like, you know, like I know that we're all, you know, resistant to change. So it's like I said, this is day before Christmas. Hope you're having a good Saturday. I'm sure you're probably watching the Cowboys lose, you know, no boo hoo hoo. But, uh, you know, like I say, you know, my 49ers are winning. But like I said, this is Christmas Eve, December 24th. I don't really have much to say. Just checking in. I'll kind of give you an update on Michael. Michael's doing good. He's in good spirits. I'm, I'm doing well myself. No complaints. So, okay. Signing off. All right. All right. So we've arrived, man. This is uh, Christmas morning. Um, early. Uh, it's funny. Like last night, <clears throat> um, passed by Michael really briefly. Hell, I didn't wish him Merry Christmas. He didn't wish me he didn't he didn't wish me Merry Christmas. And I learned that uh, you know, Michael and I went we got a lot in common. Uh a lot, probably too much in common. Probably while we get on each other's nerves so much and we just literally just met not even not even fifteen days ago. But uh it turns out that uh, you know, we, we both like to work and you know, we we both like the, the, the comfort and uh the company of, of a woman. Now, I don't mean just one. Uh, I think I think he and I both have a little, have a little bit of, um, you know, woman, womanizing ways in us. And that's not good or bad. It's just something to be aware of. So try to, uh, you know, be mindful of myself and how I, um, you know, treat a woman. Um, not women, but women, but woman. Um, you know, trying to you know, be a one-woman man. But, uh, yeah, I just, I literally just picked up on this last night whenever he was leaving. Um, you know, I was outside, you know, starting to fire and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to head out to, to one of my ladies. And I was like, wait a minute, bro. Like ladies, that's, that's, that's plural. That's, that has an S on it. I thought we were looking forward to be, you know, a, a one, a one woman man. He kind of laughed at me. I, I, I laughed at him. I was like, okay, well, you know, all right, you know, if that's, you know, what you're going to do. So, uh, I, I don't judge it. I don't judge him. I'm, I'm very understanding that it gets cold and it gets lonely. Uh, you want to be uh, with someone you care about on Christmas morning, someone who's important, uh, someone someone who knows you. I think that's the... Um, so, yeah, yeah. So, like I said, it was kind of an unspoken thing between he and I, and Merry Christmas, you know? So, all right. Um, like I said, I'm probably going to conclude this topic and move on to something new. All right. Have a good Christmas day, you and your family. Talk to you soon. All right, so had a minor hiccup. The goal was to conclude and finish this topic, but uh, today is, uh, it's, man, Wednesday, uh, December 28th, 27th. Anyway, so uh, like I said, I was going to conclude. I was going to finish right there, but it turns out that I happened to bump into Michael uh, this morning early, like I, well, I saw a figure sitting in this car by it, by itself. I was like, oh, maybe that's just, you know, me seeing things. It's early, 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 early. Like I said, this is two, 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 two days past Christmas. And I was like, man, what's going on? So, you know, I didn't say anything and I, I'm not sure, like I said, if, if you're new to this show or if you've tuned in before or you, or you are a regular listener, I don't really celebrate Christmas. I don't, I don't celebrate the holidays period. Uh, I'm not that I don't enjoy the holidays. I think the holidays are great, but uh, to me, it's another day. Uh, I've always viewed Christmas as every day. I've always viewed celebrating Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's every day because it's a gift. Every day is a, is a gift to me. And I, I had to take on that attitude because my mom's birthday is on Christmas Day, <laughs> which is December 25th. So it's very hard to get happy for one day a year. So I had to adopt a new mindset. Okay, you know what? Instead of me suffering on Christmas Day because she's dead, she's not here, and it's her birthday, and it's Christmas, it's like bittersweet, sad, happy, bittersweet. And I'm like, okay, no, I've, I've got to anchor myself in balance. So, uh, so, so that's my attitude. So I, I don't, I don't feel happy high or low on Christmas. I, I just kind of stay level. So I saw, uh, 
Michael sitting in his van in a passenger seat. I was like, okay, that's kind of odd. Like, why are you sitting in the van by yourself? So I didn't say anything. But a few hours later, I said, hey, man, I was passing by. I said, hey, I kind of saw you, you know, sitting in your van. I mean, are you okay? Because, you know, you know, during the holidays, you know, people are suicidal. People are, are sad and depressed. People are people, you know, people in general, all of us, men, women, boys, girls, teenagers. It don't matter what age you are. You don't really know what a person's going through on the holidays. You just like, okay, are you okay? You know, are, are you going to hurt yourself? Are you going to harm yourself? Are you going to harm someone else? You know, so I, I knew, okay, you know, give him some space, right? So this is why I'm, I'm trying to get Michael on the show so you can hear his voice and meet him a little bit. But uh, so I had to pause a little bit. Okay, it's so, okay. Well, I, I could either ignore, you know, what I just saw in his behavior or I can, I can confront it. So I kind of backed off a little bit, a few hours and waited. And in waiting, it actually paid off to a degree. So, you know, he was sitting in this car messaging his daughter. He has, I think, two or three, probably five kids total, maybe six kids total, but I think two have died. But again, Michael's 56, 57 years old. So he was messaging his daughter uh, because, you know, he wasn't invited to the Christmas dinner or the family get together, the family um uh ceremony holiday you know the the holiday festivities he he wasn't invited uh he he was asked to come two days later like and and he couldn't stay he could only drop by and see so i was like well hell you know okay you know that kind of makes sense why you're sitting in the car by yourself you know he's like well i was sitting there in my car crying and i was like okay cool cool okay i got you you know he's having you know we're hell i i, I would feel a certain kind of way too if i had kids who are adult kids and they don't want me there. I have grandkids and they don't want me there. I have cousins and nieces and nephews, they don't want me there. So yeah, I would I would feel a certain kind of way too. So I, I didn't say anything, I kinda let him vent. And out of that venting was, you know, his tears, his sadness. Uh of course, like I said, I mentioned before, this is the first year of, you know, without his mom being here. So in times past, if he in Christmas holidays, if he had, you know, somebody to hurt him or 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 mess with him or or press his buttons or trigger him, he could always, you know, rely on his mom as a safety net. But this year she wasn't here. So he said, Hey, I was in my car crying, you know, just trying to message my daughter, uh, sent her two, two long pages of messaging. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you had a lot to say. Now, again, I'm just listening. I'm not saying anything. I I don't have anything to say. I I don't have any words. I don't have any words of encouragement. You just create a safe atmosphere. Uh, so he's like, Hey man, you know what? I, I wasn't invited. You know, I, 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 I felt a certain kind of way. And he's like, you know, I, I didn't want to be an outsider. I wanted to kind of be on the inner circle, but he's like, Hey, that wasn't the case. He's like, well, as I was messaging my daughter, I was, I was thinking, I'm like, man, you know, um, you know, his daughter again told him to drop by the, told him that, that he could drop by the, the next day, but he could not stay and visit like long-term. Um, and, and, and again, you know, he, he did not want to be viewed or being viewing, viewing his family from a long distance, but he wanted to be a part of the show. But in the process, he made some decisions, uh, that, that, that he no longer wanted to be a womanizer or sleep with random women. And I was like, okay, this is super random, but I, again, I'll, I'll, I'll let him speak. He's like, man, I, I kind of made some decisions, um, you know, this year, uh, that I did not want to, you know, sleep with random women physically, emotionally, and, and damage them, them damage me, and just have that trauma, emotional. That's not, that's number one. Number two, he's like, you know what, in my family, I've always been the enforcer, the protector of my family. He's like, you know what, I don't want to play that role anymore. I, I, I just want to be laid back and chill. So I was like, wow, you know, my, my mind is blown. You know, uh, like I said, me and Michael just met like not even 15, 16 days ago, bumping and passing like, like neighbors. So, so definitely, like I mean, I'm, I'm blown away and I'm like, okay, I got to get this guy on the show somehow, but I know his speech, his mind is like scattered. His, his, Michael's mind is like scattered. He's like, he's like, Hey, Christopher, he's like, I'm, I'm kind of high maintenance. And I'm like, well, high maintenance, like, what does that mean? He's like, you know, I got family issues, marital issues, uh, grieving issues, work issues. I got, I got a lot of issues. I'm like, well, you know, uh, support system, support group, community, community, you know, talk to your pastor you know, journal, pray. So I, I gave him kind of uh, some basic, uh, basic rundown, but I didn't speak until I let him finish. So I'm like, dang, dude. I mean, I, I was proud of him for, for crying and letting it out that way instead of going punching someone and, and destroying something like you would do in the past. I'm like, I'm proud of you, bro. You're 57. I'm proud of you. Um, you know, sleeping with random women. Yeah, that's very easy. I'm sure. You know, I mean, he's very fit. 
he's very he makes decent money so i'm like I'm, I'm sure he has access to women i'm like i'm glad that you're not you know giving yourself up in that way so that was good now again i didn't say this to him i'm just thinking to myself like man he's making some very powerful decisions but the more so the one thing that i did relate with him was, is, is on being the protector of your family and being that enforcer he's like man there's got to be a way to be a protector and enforcer without using my fists and i'm like yeah there is just uh, i'm like i'm thinking i'm like man i i, I relate to that now again I didn't say any of this to him. He doesn't know any of this that he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know that I can relate to him, and and I can, I I I know how it feels to be in his shoes. I I can wear his shoes and then enter my shoes and then take his shoes off and then put my shoes back on. You see what I'm saying? Like I I can wear his shoes and my shoes interchangeably. Now he doesn't know anything about me, so I'm just listening to him. Like I said, all this stuff is kind of pouring out of him. Like I said, this is one, two, three, four in the morning. I'm not even sure. But I'm like I'm like man, I gotta go to sleep. You know. <laughs> I'm like, Christmas is over, and we're dealing with Christmas issues two days later. It's like, dang, man. So so it's it's just random, but it's good stuff because, you know, most people wait until the new year. Oh, man, I'm, I'm going to make these New Year's resolutions. And I'm like, no, 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 man. You make them in October. You make them in November. You make them in October. You make them in uh, July. You make them in February. You don't wait till January 1st, 2023 to make resolutions. Like, no, you, you make that stuff now, right? So it was cool to hear him say that he's he, he's 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 no longer going to, you know, fight, like physically fight people and hurt people with his fist. He's like, man, <clears throat> but he's like, he's like, at the same time, Christopher, <clears throat> he calls me Christopher. He's like, man, um, you know, I, I kind of feel like I, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like I am a sissy. And I'm like, man, that's good, man. Keep on expressing your feelings. Your, your feelings aren't true or false. Your feelings are your feelings and you're allowed to feel how you feel. So again, like all this stuff is just pouring out of him. And I'm thinking, man, I'm getting him on the show. I don't care if it takes five seconds, five years. I'm going to get him on somehow. Uh, but I thought, you know, you know, crying, expressing emotions, <clears throat> uh, expressing that this is the hardest year he's ever experienced with his mom not being here to support him, being a safety net, uh, a person to help him burden the bur- help him bear his burdens. <clears throat> and I said, hey, man, you got to you got to redistribute. You got to reengage. But, you know, you go to church, you got community, you got small group, you got coworkers. You got to open your mouth and you speak. I, I, I did say that. I said, hey, listen, you know, a closed mouth doesn't get fed. And I said, people can't read your mind. <clears throat> you know, like, like people can't read your mind, meaning that on the outside, Michael looks like me and you. He looks normal. Nice vehicle, you know, good clothes, haircut, good smile, very energetic. He's very fun to be around. He's very, you know, fun. Like, and we all are. But it's like when that silence hits. There's no kids, no mom, no no family, no 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 grandkids, no 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 distractions. Aha, right? And that's what we all battle with. Now, I want to be crystal clear. I am not a saint in this situation. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, a large part of me, you know, I'm not saying I don't I don't care when people are suffering during the holidays. I do care. My thing is is what have you done? to get prepared, like, like proactive, like, like, okay, the holidays are coming. Let's, let's, let's say it's, it's July, June of, of 2022. Okay. I realized, okay, my mom is gone. The holidays are coming. Thanksgiving, Christmas. I have to create a strategy. Like, like what is my strategy to me? That's on you. So that's why I don't feel sorry for Michael or you or anyone else. because so, because I, I know how hard it is. I, I'm sorry. I know how hard it is and how hard it's going to be. But what I do care about, um, <clears throat> What I do care about is is suicide. I care about suicide, and I care about people who are self destructive. That's 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 what I, that is the motivation of this of me continuing this episode and not, not closing out and not finishing it because like, like I wanted to. I care about suicide, and during the holidays, it's the highest 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 rate of, of suicide in families, communities, neighbors, coworkers. People just lose it all. Ended. And I'm like, man, not on my watch. Uh, so that's why I did confront him. I did say, hey, you know what? Let's let's. Come to my apartment. Let's talk. I have two chairs and a desk. Uh, I said, hey, let's just chit chat. I got some coffee, got some cocoa. And uh, he's like, well, <laughs> I'm like, look, look, I'm like, dude, you're in your vehicle. You're sitting in your van. You know, I don't give a shit. Excuse my French. I don't care. Um, how can I put something? I don't care about him. Um, I don't really care about what happens to us or why. I care about how we respond and I care about what what we learn from it and for ourselves that's what i care about because you, you can't really control your family not inviting you like you literally if your son and daughter says hey man <clears throat> you know um, i mean yes you're listening right right, right now where you are i'm not sure if you're a teen if you're an adult if you're a mom your cousin your grandparent I, i'm not sure what your 
your role is. But if, if someone in your family says, hey, you know what? You can't come to this family function. You can't control that. What you can control is how you respond and how you react. And Michael was honest. He's like, man, listen, I've only been sober for two years this time. I've, I've had bouts of, of sobriety. I went eight years. I was drinking four years, two years, one year. So I went to jail, so on and so forth. So he's like, hey, I've only been clean for two years. And I thought after two years, my family would give me a, a chance. And I was like, no, you don't get to control I did say this. I said, you know, you don't get to control the time frame when they're ready to let you back in like that, that you don't get to control that. So that's why I don't really care. Um, and I'm not going to you know, paint this picture like, oh, man, Damon, you're, you're a very caring neighbor. You're, you're a loving radio host. I'm not. I'm, I'm being honest. I'm a, I'm a human being. But I feel like if, if you're grieving and you're suffering before the holidays, you have to plan Try to plan things to put something in place to have something to look forward to that you can't control. Let's say, for example, man, you know what? I've always wanted to go to this, um, to this like a uh, putt putt or or or, or eat, eat at this restaurant, uh, Cracker Barrel, wh- wh- whatever it is. Or I've always wanted to to take a pottery class. <clears throat> so, yeah, you, you hope your your family invites you, but if they don't, you say, oh, hey, I know that they may, they may not they may invite me, but they may not, and that's a high possibility because of my actions in the past. So let me implement a strategy to just, you know, maybe watch my, my, my favorite movie on Christmas. Maybe um, get up and do some volunteer work or, or just go out and, and, and build a bonfire. I, I, let, let me find something that I can look forward to. Maybe go for a hike or maybe just, you know, just, just, just take me a mini road trip to Bucky's. Because I know, man, Bucky's will be open Christmas Day, Christmas morning, Christmas Eve, <laughs> the day after. So, like, let me do that. So it gives yourself something to look forward to. You're like, man, Damon, you're crazy. I'm not crazy. Uh, but I, I don't care about why it happens to you. I don't, I don't care why a person treats you a certain way. That is not that that's not your business. Your business is how you respond. Your business is saying, hey, listen, you are allowed to not invite me. You are allowed to have that feeling of anger towards me because of what I've done or what I or I did something that I said I wouldn't do. And you're you're saying, hey, you know, for the holidays, you know, we want peace. And you, Damien, you disrupt that piece so you can't be here. I would say, yes, you are allowed to, to, to tell me that and place your boundary and your restriction on me. And I will receive it. <clears throat> that's what I care about. Because to me, that's the emotional intelligence. And to me, that is gearing and, and probing Michael to say, okay, no more sleeping with random women. No more having sex in, with random women. No more punching people out because they've, you know, said something wrong to my sister. No more drinking and coming home drunk and fighting in my family because it's it's caused so much damage. Right? Because all I'm doing when I when I fight that man or I fight that woman, I'm just showing him or her that I am a bigger asshole than what they are. These are his exact words. I hope I hope I can get him on the show so you can kind of hear a little bit about him for yourself. But like I said, I just want to be clear that I'm not an angel. I'm, I'm, I'm not a saint. I'm not, I'm not this man, Damon, you're very caring. I'm not. You happen to be where you are at the appointed time. I happen to, to be passing his vehicle and happen to see a figure sit. And I, I look out for that kind of stuff in my neighborhood, in my community, at my hotels, wherever I'm at. I'm looking for, for, for people in their cars. Like, why are you in your car on a cold night? Go inside, get warm. Oh, you can't get warm. Why? Because you, because your ass is not invited. Oh, that, that's got to hurt. So, yeah, I'm laughing. I'm not laughing at him. I'm not, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at, yeah, that's the reality that, that, that we all can and or will experience because of the consequences of our behavior and our poor choices. Because we have this thing, okay, yeah, I'm supposed to be advised. I'm family. I'm like, well, no, you're not just because you're family. And uh, so that's why I'm, I'm laughing. Because I, I feel like, okay, you know, we all will experience this. We all will be there. And, you know, and, and that experience ha- has a beginning, middle, and an end. Uh, after Michael and I talked, he felt so much better. He was uplifted. Uh, he got his dog. He got out of his van. He didn't go back to his van and sit there. And he wasn't feeling sorry for himself. And that's the key here. <laughs> Nobody's going to come along and, and hold you by the, grab you by the hand. No one's going to come along and save you and give you a pep talk. You got to pep talk yourself. I, I told Michael, journal, pray, speak up. People can't read your mind. I said, stop pretending on the outside like you're okay when you're not really okay. The people who are doing life with you, they can't tell 
where you are. He's like, man, I'm just, I'm not ready. I'm like, okay, that's good. But you tell them that instead of pretending that you're okay to say, hey, you know what? I'm not ready to discuss my mom or my children or my family. I'm like, that's good. But I said, tell them so they'll know that. And, and that's what we do, man. Uh, I'm guilty of it as well. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll put on this false front of the, the strong face. And I'm like, you don't got to do that. Because on the inside, whenever you're home alone by yourself in bed and the house is quiet and silent, that's when it hits you. That's when it, it appears. That's when, okay, it's like it shows up. I'm like, well, what are you going to do about it? And that's the key. You got to fight. Like, so again, so thank you for, you know, allowing me to extend this. I wasn't trying to, <laughs> like I said, I wasn't trying to do this. But if you're, if you're in a situation and you see a woman or man or, or a teenager or college kid sitting, sitting in their car, don't just pass by and be like, uh, maybe they're just, you know, maybe they're just, you know, roasting marshmallows in the car and it's on a cold night. No, a knock on their window or wave at them from a distance and say, hey, you know, are you okay? Do you have somewhere to go? Do you need something to eat or drink? Because I'll guarantee, like Michael, like myself, like you, we've all sat in our car after work and didn't want to go into that house or go into your apartment alone or go into wherever you live at uh, and have to face that those four inner walls or those those four silent walls in your home that there's no music, there's no voices, there, there's no noise, there's just utter silence, there's no TV. So if you are passing by a passerby, and I don't mean just your neighbor, I, 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 hell, it, it could be someone you dislike, even one of your enemies, and you see him or her or a young woman or a young girl or older woman sitting in her vehicle and it's cold, one, two, three, four in the morning, 12 in the afternoon, whatever, don't just pass by them and like, ah, yeah. or, or you can, you know, screw it. Pass by them and, and, and don't give a crap. That's cool, too. But I'm, I'm, I'm begging you, understand, yeah, we're all suffering in silence. And you may not be able to help this person. So, so don't try to help and try to fix them. But say, hey, you know, you know, just you're not by yourself. You know, you need a bottle of water. Um, may, could you possibly go inside? Or, hey, you know, are, are you thinking of harming yourself? You need to talk really briefly. I got some time. But but protect yourself first. Use your common sense. Use your wisdom first. Even if you got to call 911, uh, they have these non-emergency phone numbers you can, you can dial. Uh, call 911 and say, hey, you know, this is where I'm at. This is the address. And, and there's just, you know, this young woman in her car sitting here. And it's like 2 in the morning. It's cold outside. Or it's this young man. Uh, you know, in his car, uh, he's not doing anything wrong. He's, he's just sitting in his car. He looks kind of sad and I don't, I don't feel safe to approach him. Hey, you know, not emergency number uh, uh, officer or, you know, um, you know, police, re police representative. Can you please come by and, and do a, and do a, a check on him and a simple wellness check. Now, again, again, I'm not telling you what to do. You do what you want to do, but I'm just, I'm just asking you, please. As an encouragement, again, during this holiday season, as this new year enters, man, um, you know, we, we, we have to at least try, um, like I said, <laughs> we have to try to just give a crap. Like I said, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I was, I'm like, man, I do not want to deal with this stuff this year. And I knew sitting in this car, I didn't know what, I didn't know why, but I'm like, okay, yeah. All right, Damien, you know, here, here's one of those moments, brother. Um, and, and people say, you know, oh, man, I, I want to do big things. I want to be a superhero. I want to change and fix the world. I want to, you know, uh, make the world a better, better place. So that's how you do it. When you see that neighbor or that individual, um, um, you know, sitting in their vehicle just with a numb look on their face, that's your moment to say, hey, I'm not in your business. I don't want to. Try to try to change or fix you. Uh, do you need a bottle of water? Um, I'm just saying hi. You know, I'm just saying hello. That right there, that moment can 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 flip the switch to, to where he or she's like, okay, crap. Um, someone sees me. Like I, I'm not unwanted. I'm not invisible. And you now again, if you're the opposite sex, this is the key here. If you're a woman, he's a man. Or if you're a man and she's a woman, I would say, listen, from a distance, say, hey, you know. Maybe you should go talk to someone if you're a woman, right? You see what I'm saying? You're approaching a man. Now, if you're a man approaching that woman, she has kids or she's single, whatever, say, hey, you know, maybe you ought to go you know, <laughs> call, call one of your girlfriends or your mom or your sister. You kind of see what I'm saying? Because it, 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 it removes that emotional, um, emotional fantasy and idea. Oh, wow, she's into me. No, bro, I'm not into you. It's just you, you look creepy sitting in the car by yourself. 
You know what I'm saying? Like you, you look scary. Uh, are are you gonna are you gonna kill yourself? So me and Michael are both men, so we don't have that emotion, no feelings, no like, oh man, hey, you know, hey, he's curious. Like no, I'm not curious, bro. I honestly don't care, but I care about you know what I'm saying y- your humanness. I care about your humanness. That's what I care about. So like I said, I wanted to like I said, just be clear before I get up out of here and drag that out. That <clears throat> you know these small little small little things that we do make the the biggest difference. Now you know this, and it's it's an inconvenience. Even me talking about it right now, I'm like nah, you know, I only want to talk about this. It's like yeah, this is this is the importance of that matters. Right, that we all need to be reminded about again and again and again. It's these small little moments that I don't have to think that she likes me. I don't have to think that 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 she wants to date me just because she's saying, "Hey, you know, hey, Christopher, you know, are you okay? Uh, do you want to talk? You know, what I'm saying, uh, or do you need to talk things out, or do you need to call someone to talk a thing out? Oh, wow, she likes me. No, 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 she she doesn't like you, right? Or he doesn't like you. They're just showing." human compassion and care, you know what I'm saying? So, again, Happy New Year. It's cool. Now, now I just realized that this episode was an hour long. And I'm like, you know what? I could break it up into parts, segments, maybe part one, part two, part three. But I'm like, you know what, man? Screw that. You know, life comes how life comes at you how it comes at you. And, you know, stories happen and life happens and the way it happens. So I'm, I'm going to leave it an hour, but I'm going to give you one update. And this final update is a good update. Like, it's positive. Like, you know, so I met Michael. uh, Man, that's crazy. I met him towards uh, the end of, I think, maybe September, October, in in that time frame. And in that time frame, you know, uh, he lost a job, got kicked out of his house, or he lost his place of residence that, that he had for three years. And as I mentioned earlier, like, he wasn't invited to his family's Christmas get together. So fast forward, this is March. You know, he got a brand new job, uh, getting paid nineteen fifty an hour, company vehicle, company truck, company uniform, and company cell phone. Uh, place to stay where he's safe. He has community. Uh, he gave up alcohol, as I mentioned before, and he also gave up sleeping with several women, which I, I, I mentioned before. Uh, so now he's on the other side, and today he's he, and today he's also going to see his grandson for the first time. Now, you know, these are very positive and happy and hopeful things, right? You, you see what I'm saying? But he, he had to go through the winter. He had to get through October, November, December 2022, January 2023. You know, he had to, he had to weather that storm. And um, now he's on the other side, <laughs> right? So it's kind of a testimony or a testament, uh, not just to perseverance, but to understanding that, that life's has ebbs and flows and, and, and we all want to, you know, focus and be happy and, and, and focus on you know, being on top of the mountain. But it's, it's in those peaks and valleys, right, that Michael has experienced, I've experienced, you've experienced. And he's happy now. You know, he, he's seeing his grandson for the first time. You know, he, he, there's this job. He's he, he been trying to find a job like this for the past, I think, over, over eight, nine months now. He he's been doing side hustle, side jobs, side gigs, uh, not knowing when, you know when he's going to get paid, getting paid late, having to take a a, a loan from the bank, all these things. Um, and uh, I think the main thing is just not having access to his family, you know. But I wanted to give you that 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 praise and that update because you know that's this is good news. This is this is good. This is happy. This is happy time. Right. So if, if you're thinking, OK, man, you know where you personally are. Yeah, you listening where you personally are. You're going to be there for a while or it might feel like it's an eternity given through given what you're going through. And I, I can reassure you and as listening to Michael's story that it's not going to be eternity. It's it's just a part of the process. And I mean, I, I don't want to minimize where you are. Like, I, I don't want to minimize what you're going through right now. Uh, and I hate, I hate, like I said, I'm making this an hour long and that wasn't the intention. So if you got to get up out of here or break or go do something and come back, pause it. I'm cool with that. But I'm trying to just give you like the, the full scope, right. Of from the time I met Michael to now, right. In March, 2023. And to understand that the, the, these processes are just slow. Everything takes time to, to develop and you got, you got to be persistent. And when I say Michael, 
kept kept on applying for different jobs, man. It it, it was it was frustrating, man. You know, very very fresh because you're, you're trying to find not the ideal job that you want, but but to actually like be in the center of God's will and and be doing what you're good at doing, but at the same time pick the job that God wants you to have. So uh, <laughs> I almost forgot this one last thing about Michael's job search, which like you know. Oftentimes from uh, January through April is income tax time. So you're getting all these phone calls, phone calls, phone calls, phone calls, phone calls, phone calls, emails, emails, right? Of, of these different whatever job offers, job events, hiring, scammers. So, he, you know, um, he went through and blocked every contact, every every incoming phone, phone, phone call. Uh, he blocked everything, every in- incoming email, um, job offer. He, everything was just blocked and blocked and blocked. And this last position that, that, that he applied for, as I said a minute ago, um, happened to call him and it was from a number that he didn't recognize. And he, he was just about to block it, but, but something said, Hey, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I shouldn't block this. So he, he, he answered that phone call while watching a movie. This is his story. He told me like, I'm watching a movie. I'm right. I'm like, I'm right in the thick of it. And this phone number appears and, and I happened to answer it and watch the movie and it was it was it's it for the exact job that he applied for and that they want him to come in for an interview in 24 hours and, and the interview happened to be not even three minutes from where he's living at now which is so and, and so like that's my point like like things fall into place at the time that they're meant to fall into place but yeah you got to make a commitment you know I, I don't know you know what you grapple with uh alcohol power maybe you need attention maybe, maybe you crave attention maybe it's having ser- serial dating serial sex- sexual partners but you got to give up certain things and and michael gave up those things and he made a commitment to those to, to not going back to those things and uh i'm not saying god's going to bless you every single time but but what i am going to say that, that there, there are benefits there are uh other pleasures on the other side um, that, that are healthy pleasures, that are good pleasures, that are uh, fulfilling pleasures, that, 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 that don't require you having to give up yourself sexually or dr- drown your problems away and numb your problems away with drinking alcohol. So like I said, I wanted to just, you know, uh, bless you with that. I hope, I hope that that encourages you in some way, some small uh, measure of uh, puts a smile on your face because I'm happy for him. Cool. Okay, okay, man, we are concluding this episode. I want to just say thank you so much for just staying to the very, very end. Again, it's tough, man. Uh, episode, this episode was made over a year ago, so I'm trying to remind myself that, that the time doesn't apply here. So call to action is simple. You're a first-time listener. If you're the first time ever tuning into our show, please subscribe to become a regular, regular, consistent listener. If you've been here for a while, if this episode benefited you, just yes, share it with one single person. This episode, just share one person. Questions and comments, text us at 254-878-7135. Again, that is 254-878-7135. Although we value you and Jesus Christ, man, he loves you. And you are, you are very, 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 very important. Thank you so much.